We thank you for tuning in to the Lawrence Avenue Church of Christ Worship Resource Podcast for Sunday, November the 22nd. We pray that you are doing well and ready to worship today. Here are today's updated announcements. Please continue to pray for all of our sick, shut-in, bereaved, elderly, and traveling members and their families. Phone calls, cards, and text messages are always encouraged and appreciated. Brother Kans will continue his study from the book of Genesis today. The lesson text will come from Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 through 15. The lesson is titled, Abraham Promised a Son. We encourage you to study along with Brother Kans anytime on the Lord's Day. And you can contact Brother Kans with any questions or comments via his email address at bill.kans at gmail.com. This Wednesday evening at 7.15 p.m., I invite you to participate in our midweek Bible study. This week, Brother Kants will be filling in for me, and we'll be bringing a lesson titled Kingdom Politics, a lesson that is very relevant to God's people for the times we're living in. Make plans to join him this Wednesday evening at 7.15 p.m. Lord willing, I will be back with you the following Wednesday evening. If any of you are planning to travel this week, we urge you to take extra CDC precautions. Remember that the Worship Resource Podcast is available to aid you in your Lord's Day worship and Bible study. This concludes our updated announcements. We will now begin today's worship service. A hearty good morning to everyone. We welcome everyone here this morning that has gathered for our morning worship service here at 904 Lawrence Avenue. We appreciate all those who are are in attendance this morning. Good to see each and every one of you. If there are any visiting faces here with us, we want to welcome you here also to Lawrence Avenue. We welcome also those that are tuning in on our podcast. We appreciate you tuning in and hope that you continue to do so each week. We want to remind you, let's continue, uh, church, to to continue to uh, contact one another through the week uh, in this time of of distance uh, because of the virus. It's important still for us to continue to communicate with one another, so we're asking all of us, to continue to call and contact those that we don't see. Good to see Sister Deborah Bell back with us this morning. I know she was in a lot of pain last week, and good to see her here with us this morning. We did miss you. As always, church, if anyone has a prayer request or confession to make or simply have an announcement or want to know more about the Lord, please contact someone in leadership and we will be happy to address you. Again, for those that are not in attendance, we are are thankful that you continue to send in your offering, that is those that are listening on the podcast. We appreciate you continuing to send in your offering, Uh, and if you don't have that address uh, to send in your offering, again, that is Lawrence Avenue Church of Christ, P.O. Box 41648, Nashville, Tennessee, 37204. Not feeling well today is Sister Judy Legg. She is home uh, with a bad cold. 
Uh, and also, we want to keep uh, Sister Kawana Smith uh, in our prayers, her and her family. We just recently learned that they are dealing with the virus. Uh, so let's keep them truly in our prayers. We are thankful for the brethren who continue to weekly conduct our Bible class. Our brother William Kantz, who teaches on Lord's Day, and there's a podcast that we can listen to each Lord's Day. And brother William Carruthers, who teaches on Wednesday, the conference call, and that is Wednesday at 7.15 p.m. So we're thankful for those brothers, brethren who are continuing to share God's word with us and those who continue to uh, to serve to make our podcast and our services possible, Brother Chris Bell and others, we are thankful for them also. Sister Andrea Shelton is continuing to recover at home. Her recovery is doing well, uh, and let's keep her in our prayers. The clothing center is now available if anyone is in need of clothes. Just contact Sister Deborah Bell, Sister Deborah Green, or Sister Tamisha Jackson Simmons, who is uh, the new one that is also aiding uh, for this work. Just notice they are very grateful to have Sister Tamisha working with the ladies in that capacity, and we appreciate you very much on that. It says some bags of clothes are packed and ready to be taken to the mission this week, that is the men's mission, and they will distribute them to the women's mission or the men's wherever they are needed. Uh, it says we could use some strong hands to load up these clothes today. Uh, if we uh, get some volunteers after service, Sister Deborah Bell will turn, will uh, bring her car around, and if we can get some volunteers to help load these items in, the, in, their, in her car, they would truly appreciate it. Once they get to the mission, they will take them out of the car from that point. So, brethren, anyone that can, let's uh, help in this capacity after service today. Area announcement, the radio broadcast, uh, that's sponsored by the Brotherhood Churches of Christ are continuing to teach the lessons each Lord's Day at 8.30 a.m. on channel 147 a.m. WVOL. The annual December banquet has been canceled due to COVID-19. However, the fundraiser to pay the brethren who speak faithfully each week, that is Brother Kimber Brinkler, Brother Andrew Carney, Brother Lord Gray, and Brother Michael Triplett, still want to take up proceeds to be able to pay these brethren because they don't uh, receive any money through the year for this. They do it voluntarily. But out of honor, uh, collection is always, a contribution is always given to them uh, at the end of the year. Uh, so they're asking each congregation to make a generous donation towards this work, and that is to be turned in by December the 6th to the Hall Street Church of Christ uh, and or... You can bring it to the meeting that will be held here at Launce Avenue on December the 7th at 7.30. Order of service. Singing this morning, Brother Corey Spivey. Scripture reading and prayer, Brother Timmy Jackson. A sermon, Brother Robert McLean. Prayer for offering and communion, Brother Tyrone Moore. Closing song, Brother Michael Jackson. And our benediction prayer, Brother John Leagues. So we thank you for your time and attention. Now let us begin as we start our morning worship service. Good morning. Page 244 will be our first selection. 
page 244. Let us sing. Time is filled with swift transition. Not of earth unmoved can stand. Build your hopes on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. You've got to hold. Hold on to my God's unchanging hand. Hold to God's unchanging hand. If you do, you can build your hopes on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Trust in him who will not leave you. Whatsoever years may bring, if by earthly friends forsaken, still more closely to him cling, you've got to hold, hold on to my God's unchanging hand, hold to God's unchanging hand, if you do you can build your hopes on things eternal, hold to God's unchanging hand. When your journey is completed, if to God you have been true, fair and bright the home in glory, your enraptured soul will view, you've got to hold, hold on to my God's unchanging, and if you do, you can hold, God's unchanging, and if you do, you can build your hopes on things eternal, hold to God's unchanging hand. Appreciate y'all for keeping on going. Page 780. Page 780. Father Fount, let us sing. When with the Savior we enter the glory land, won't it be wonderful there and if the troubles and cares of the story land won't it be wonderful there won't it be wonderful there having no burdens to bear joyously singing with hearts bells all ringing oh, won't it be wonderful there walking and talking with christ the supernal won't it be wonderful there praising adoring the matchless eternal one won't it be wonderful there won't it be wonderful there, having no burdens to bear, 
joyously singing with heart bells all ringing. Oh, won't it be wonderful there? There where the tempest will never be sweeping us. Won't it be wonderful there? Sure that forever the Lord will be keeping us. Won't it be wonderful there? Won't it be wonderful there? Having no burdens to bear, joyously singing with heart bells all ringing. Oh, won't it be wonderful there? We will now have scripture reading and prayer. <clears throat> Good morning. This morning's scripture will be taken from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 15 through 21. That's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 15 through 21. I will be reading from the King James Version, after which I will lead everyone in prayer. And it reads, See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesyings, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. May the Lord bless the reason doers of his word as we bow in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, it's once again we bow before thy throne, thanking thee, Lord, for another day that you have given each and every one of us. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for the mercy and the grace of allowing us to see another day, dear Heavenly Father, that was not promised to us. We pray, dear Heavenly Father, that you help us to honor your name better, help us to be humble, dear Heavenly Father, and appreciate all that you have done for us, dear Heavenly Father. We know that you are the God of all. We pray, dear Father, that we live our lives in accordance with that, and also we show that in the way that we live to others, dear Father. Dear Father, we come in prayer. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross. We thank you, dear Father, for his sacrifice. We pray, dear Father, that you help us to live that sacrifice each and every day of our lives, dear Father, without fear. Dear Father, we pray that you help us to also live that sacrifice in humility, dear Father, and also, dear Father, you give us... Um, the encouragement, dear Heavenly Father, to be bold in thy word, to be bold in that sacrifice. Dear Heavenly Father, we come in prayer, asking you to bless those who are less fortunate than we are at this moment, dear Heavenly Father. There are many that are suffering from different things throughout the world, dear Heavenly Father, from um, violence to um, different things um, uh, concerning, dear Heavenly Father, the um, governments, dear Heavenly Father, concerning poverty, dear Heavenly Father, those who are um, um, warring against others because of your name. Dear Father, we know, dear Father, there are those who are Father who are suffering from um, oppression, dear Father, who are uh, forced to do certain things that they are not um, wanting to do, dear Father, that is totally against and contrary to that word. We come to your prayer, dear Father, and ask you to help us, dear Father, to remind ourselves to pray for these people. We help, we ask, dear Father, that you help us to be mindful of those, dear Father, who may not be able to live the life that we live, who are not able to come and 
worship, who are not able to worship the Father freely. We pray that you keep us in mind of them, especially our brothers and sisters in uh, countries and third world countries, dear Father, that we can't see every day, but yet we know that they are there and we know also, dear Father, they suffer from many things. We pray to help us, dear Father, to um, support our leadership here, dear Father, as we do our best to reach out to the world, to a dying and perishing world. We pray, dear Father, that you help us to be humble and follow in their lead. We pray that you give us the courage, dear Father, to stand behind them and to um, not be conflictual, dear Father, to not be controversial, dear Father, but to be humble and understand what, what it is that you, is at, that you have asked of them to do. Dear Father, we come to in prayer for our nation. We pray, dear Father, that um, you help us to deal, dear Father, with the plague that strickens us at the moment. We pray, dear Father, that you help us to be mindful of all the different safety protocols, dear Father, and be mindful of those who are um, may not be as well as we are. We know, dear Father, that they are at greater risk. We pray that you help us to do our best to not only protect ourselves, but to do things, dear Father, that is morally correct to protect those who are um, not as well as, as many others, dear Father, such as the elderly, dear Father, and those who are already dealing with certain conditions. We pray, dear Father, that this nation is able to get past this situation, and we know we can't do it without you. Dear Father, we know, dear Father, during also during this time that we need um, leadership here in this country, but we know that the only leadership that, that we should turn to is yours. And we pray, dear Father, that through your leadership, dear Father, that we have... Um, we have opened ourselves up to the door, dear Father, where we can deal with a lot of the issues, dear Father, that's, that's actually hurting our country and making it divisive. Dear Father, we come in prayer, asking you to be with us through this worship. We pray for the one who's about to come forward, dear Father. We pray that you uh, bring back to memory the things that he has studied. We pray, dear Father, that you give us the open heart to listen. Help us to be humble in, in listening to his words. Help us to accept the truth that he's about to bring to us, dear Father. And we pray that you help us to live those truths in our everyday lives by example, dear Father, so that those who may not know the pardon of their sins, dear Father, can learn that through the way that we live and the things that we speak, dear Father, and, and give them the ambition to want to save themselves. These and many other blessings we ask in our son's name. Amen. Page 282 will be our song of invitation. Page 282 will be the song of invitation after this morning's message. After you've marked page 282, let us now notice page 717. 717, victory in Jesus. Let us sing. I heard an old, old story, how a Savior came from glory, how he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning, of his precious blood's atoning. Then I repented of my sins and won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. 
plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I heard about his healing, of his cleansing power revealing, how he made the lame to walk again, and caused the blind to see. And then I cried, Dear Jesus, come and heal my broken spirit. I then obeyed his blessed commands and gained the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I heard about a mansion he has built for me in glory. And I heard about the street of gold beyond the crystal sea. About the angels singing and the old redemption. And some sweet day I'll sing up there the song of victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him and all my love. It is so good to see each of you this morning. I know that we all are indeed grateful that God has blessed us, that we might have this opportunity to assemble ourselves together for the purpose of worshiping him in spirit and in truth. If you're visiting with us today, I want you to know that we're certainly glad to have you with us. Hope you enjoy yourself while you're with us here at Lawrence Avenue, and we'll be looking forward and seeing you again real soon. Real soon. Number 282 will be our song of invitation. The song will be sung for the purpose of inviting you to Christ. If you are here and have not as of yet obeyed the gospel according to the scripture is a prayer that you would come at the time of, sang of the singing of number 282 and do as the Bible teaches us all to do in obedience to the gospel. That is, 
We must hear, we must believe, we must repent of our sins, confess his name, and then be baptized for the remission of forgiveness of our sins. Also, if you're here today and you're already a member of the body of Christ, but you've examined your life as we all are supposed to do, and through your own examination, you realize you're not living the life that is becoming to a Christian. It's our prayer that you too would come forward at the time of the singing of number 282. And once again, do as the Bible teaches us all to do. Confess your faults one to another, that we should pray one for another. Now, if you have your Bibles, and I hope you all do, and let's look again at our scripture reading from 1 Thessalonians. The chapter is 5, beginning with verse 15. The Bible reads, See that none of you render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything giving thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesying. Verse 21 says, prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. That's the reading of 1 Thessalonians verses 15 through 21. We would like to this morning to look at verse 21 as where we get our thought from, where the Bible says, prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. In this day and time, we hear a lot of talk about our rights. We have a right to do this, and we have a right to do that, and sometimes we are, we boast about the fact that we do have rights to do certain things. Mm-hmm. But as we look at the reading of verse 21, and think about the Apostle Paul, I believe it is, writing to the church at Thessalonica. He is speaking to the church concerning their rights. But he tells them in verse 21 to prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. Prove all things. Paul had reason 
with the Thessalonians out of the scripture. We find in Acts 17 verses 1 and 2. The scriptures became the standard by which the teaching of Paul could be evaluated. In this epistle, he urges them to prove all things. The verb prove is often used in testing metals and acquires the secondary meaning of approving as the results of the test. The inspired scriptures are the standard of analyzing what we are to do as God's children. We find in 2 Timothy verses chapter 3 verses 16 and 17 that all scriptures are given by the inspiration of God and it's profitable for doctoring, for teaching, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Christians are to hold fast to the good. Always keep this in mind. Christians are to hold fast to the good. Do men have freedom in religion? We hear this argument sometimes. But we find the First Amendment in the Constitution guarantees freedom of religion. Sometimes I look at this and I think it's good, then I think it's bad. Unfortunately, many today interpret this as freedom from religion. People have a political right to believe anything or to disbelieve as they will. But the question today is, does man in God's sight have a right to be wrong in religion. The doctrine of believe what you will may be tested. The first question, does man have a right to be wrong about faith in God? May one be an atheist with God's approval. We find there are many atheists today. They have the political right of disbelieving in God. But to reject the existence of God, one must be blinded by moral ignorance. 
when we find the psalmist says about God's work, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. As we view the heavens, especially at night, can we honestly say, man did this? I don't think so. In light of Hebrews 11 and verse 6, can one honestly say that faith in God is optional? Hebrews 11 and verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Does man have a right to be wrong about faith in Christ? Many people claim to believe in God, but claim that they do not believe in Christ as God's son. Jesus said, if you believe in God, believe also in me. In John 14, verses 1 through 3, they were troubled in heart over there and Jesus said let not your heart be troubled ye believe in God believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you I go away to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place, I will come again and receive you unto myself. God has testified that Jesus is his son. In Matthew 3 and 17, Matthew 17 and verse 5, 1 John 5, verse 9 and 10. In light of John 8, 24, can one honestly say that he has a right to be wrong about faith in Christ? Let's look at John 8 and verse 24, and let's see what it says. John 8, 24. What does it say? I said, therefore unto you, I say therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, if you believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Ye shall die in your sins. So do we have a right to be wrong about faith in Jesus? Some people say, that's my right. If ye believe not that I am he, 
ye shall die in your sins. Does man have a right to be wrong about repenting of sins? Repentance is a vital part of the gospel plan of salvation. We find in Luke 24, verses 46 and 47, the Bible there says repentance and remission of sins should be preached among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. God commands that all men repent. Acts 17, verses 30 and 31. God gives the motives to prompt men to repent. In 2 Timothy 2, verse 25. What does the Bible say? 2 Timothy 2, in verse 25. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure would give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. The choice men have is to repent or perish. Mm -hmm. Luke 13, 3. And 2 Peter 3 at verse 9. Does man have a right to be wrong about repentance if the choice is repent or perish? God is not slack concerning his promises. As some men count slackness, but he is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. The right to be wrong? Does man have a right to be wrong about baptism? We hear a lot of arguments today about baptism. Some folks say, well, you don't have to be baptized. Does man have a right to be wrong about baptism? If baptism's action is a burial, Colossians 2 and verse 12, we find that it is. Romans 6, 3 and 4, buried with him in baptism. Does man have a right to be wrong about this action? If Bible baptism is for the penitent believer, in Acts 2.38, Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you. Does man have a right to reject the practice for infant baptism? We find today Sprinkling of babies. Some say this is all right. 
Well, what does the Bible say? The Bible baptism is for the remission of sins, Acts 2.38. We cannot reject this gospel command. In 2 Thessalonians, let's look at this. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, beginning with verse 7. Let's see if man has a right to reject this baptism. The Bible reads, And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire. Doing what? Taking vengeance on them that obey not the gospel and that are not, obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9 says, Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and the glory of his power. Does man have a right to reject baptism? I don't think so. If you don't want to be punished with everlasting destruction, you can go ahead and reject it. God doesn't force anybody to do anything. But he just tells us what we need to do. And if we want to be saved, we need to obey God's command. Does one have a right to be wrong about the church? Oh, we hear this discussion so much today. Think about how many churches you see on a lot of streets, a lot of church buildings, I put it that way. I used to drive on Franklin Road a lot because I worked in the Brentwood area. Think about how many church buildings you see driving down Franklin Road. And everybody says they're right. Well, what does the Bible say? Remember, prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Let's see what the Bible says about the church. First of all, how many churches did Jesus promise to be in? In Matthew 16, 18. I see somebody holding up one thing already. <laughs> Jesus said, according to this truth, I will build my church. My church. 
how many bodies or churches does Jesus have? Let's go to the Ephesian letter and let's see. How many churches does Jesus have in the scriptures? Ephesians 4 and the chapter is 4. What is the Bible? Chapter 4 and verse 4. What does the Bible say? Ephesians 4. There is one body. Listen up. And Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. There is one body. One body. And one spirit. And one spirit. Even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. Even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord. One Lord. One faith. One faith. One baptism. One baptism. One God and Father of all. One God and Father of all. Who is above all. Who is above all. And through all. Through all. And in you. And in you. All. One body. One church. Can we afford to be wrong about this? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. Still in Ephesians. Chapter 1. Let's look at verses 22 and 23. What does the Bible say? Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And has put all things under his feet. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Which is his body. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. Let's go to chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Verses 25 and 26. Husbands. Husbands. Love your wives. Love your wives. Even as Christ also loved the church. Even as Christ also loved the church and did what? And gave himself for it. Gave himself for them. It. It. I-T. <laughs> that he might sanctify and cleanse at it. That he might do what? Sanctify and cleanse it. That he might sanctify and cleanse it. With the washing of words by the, of washing of water. With the washing the of water. By the word. By the word. Can we afford to be wrong about this? Think about it. People discussing today how many, everything, everybody is Right. Nobody's wrong, everybody's right, but how many church buildings or churches do you find today? Drive down the street and, and see on one side, on one turn on one street, has a church building over here, and over here on this side, has another church building. 
People work together during the week, but they don't. They all go to different churches. Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. There is one body, one church. Jesus promised to build one church. The great question today, are you in that church? Are you in that church? Does man have a right to reject the worship authorized by the New Testament. Let's see what the New Testament says. Still in the Ephesian letter. Chapter 5. Let's look at verses 18 and 19. And be not drunk with wine. Wherein is excess. But be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns. Wait a minute. Speaking to yourselves in psalms, in psalms and hymns, and hymns and spiritual songs, and spiritual songs, singing and making melodies in your heart to the Lord. Now, why does man find making melody on some instrument? Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. In John 8, John, I'm sorry, John 4 and 24, the Bible there says, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must. The strongest term you can find in the Bible. Must worship him. How? In spirit and in truth. Does man have a right to be wrong about that? I don't think so. I don't think so. Does man have a right to refuse to live the life members of the Lord's body must live? Now, this is why we get really tough sometimes. Even in the church, you don't tell me how I need to do this or how I need to do that. How does the Bible tell us to live? 
Let's go to the Ephesian letter. Still in the Ephesian letter. Chapter 5. Let's begin reading with verse 1. Prove all things. Remember Paul reasoned out of the scriptures. Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Now keep in mind, God doesn't tell Robert to do one thing and tell you to do something different. What does the Bible say? Be ye therefore followers of God. Oh, do what? Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. And that's to the church. That's to God's family. Every child. Keep reading. And walk in love. Walk in love. As Christ also have loved us. As Christ also had loved us. And has given himself for us. And had given himself for us. An offering and a sacrifice to God. An offering and sacrifice to God. For a sweet smelling Savior. For a sweet smelling Savior. But fornication. But what? But fornication. Are y'all listening church? We can't be wrong about this thing. And please God. Do what? But fornication. But fornication. And all uncleanliness. All uncleanliness. Or covetousness. Covetousness. Let it not be once named among you. Let it not once be named among you. As becoming saints. As becoming saints. Read. Neither filthiness. Neither filthiness. Nor foolish talking. Nor foolish talking. Nor jesting. Nor jesting. Which are not convenient. Which are not convenient. But rather giving of thanks. But rather giving of thanks. Read. But for this ye know. For this ye know. That no homemonger. Are y'all listening? So y'all need to find out what's a what's a something so what's a homemonger? Read. No unclean person. A unclean person. No covetous man. A covetous man. Who is an idolater. Who is an idolater. Has any inheritance. Has any inheritance. In the kingdom of Christ and the, of in God. In the kingdom of Christ and of God. What does the Bible say? If I want to know how God wants me to live, what am I going to do? Check it out in the local magazine? Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Do I have a right to be wrong? No. In our closing, God's ways often differ from man's ways. Isaiah said, O oh Lord, we know that the way of man is not in it. 
<laughs> I cannot come up, it don't matter how smart I am, I cannot come up with how I need to live until I go to this book. The way of man is not in him. Keep in mind, men are not forced to serve God. God's not going to force you to serve him. The Lord does not force men to obey him. Remember in Matthew 11, he invites you to come. You don't have to come. But he said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I'm meek and lowly and hard, and you shall find what? Rest. He's not going to force you to come. But we must obey the Lord. If he is to be our Lord. And he's supposed to be our Lord. Hebrews 5, 8, and 9. The Bible there says, Though he was son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Being made perfect, he became the author. Of salvation unto all them that obey him. Do we have a right to be wrong about that? No. I wonder this day. Have you obeyed the Lord? Are you obeying him every day? I know, I know that we, 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 we don't get to be around one another like we used to. But that doesn't keep us from living like God wants us to live. If you're not living like God wants you to live, if you, if you claim to be a child of God, and if you're not living like this book tells you to live, I hope and pray that you'll get it right today. <laughs> Come back to the Lord. <laughs> Be like the prodigal son. Remember he went away and found himself winding up in the pig pen. That's usually what happens when you leave the Lord. You wind up in the pig pen. He said, I'm going back. I hope you'll do so today. And if you're here today and have not obeyed the gospel, the gospel that we find taught here in this book, I hope you will come today because you've heard that Jesus Christ is the only Savior of mankind. Come believing, repenting, Confessing and ask for water baptism because that's what the Bible teaches us all to do. I pray.
that you will do so while together we stand and sing. Eternal life he gives. Will you come? Sit and sit. I know, I know that my Redeemer lives. I know, I know eternal life he gives. I know, I know that my Redeemer lives. He I should wholly be in word and thought indeed. Then I his holy face may see when from this earth life freed. I know, I know that my Redeemer lives. I know, I know eternal life he gives. I know, I know that my Redeemer is. Once again, let the church say amen. amen. I don't know about y'all, but I am so thankful he preached that this morning. <laughs> We are living in a time when it seemed like that <laughs> liberalism is just out there running rampant. We're living in a time when it seems as though folks feel, some folk, not all, but some folk, the world feels that you can do whatever you want to. You can do whatever you want to. Some have become complacent in this day and time. But you know what? God's word hadn't changed. <laughs> God's word is still there. So what is the Christian to do in this day and time? He needs to prove all things and hold fast to that which is good according to the word of God. We still got to do that, y'all. We, even though we are living in these perilous times with everything going on, we still got to hold fast. Matter of fact, if we want to make it through, that's the only way to do it. <laughs> and we got the whole fast, y'all. So I really appreciate that sermon this morning. And, and, and when we get on our jobs and other places and, and conversation comes up about the word of God, I pray that God would give us utterance that we may be able to prove all things. That's what we got to do. Thank you, Brother McLean. Wonderful message. We have those that have come to make their wishes known. Sister Deborah Bell is coming, asking for the prayers of the church, and she is asking that we pray on her behalf for a couple of medical procedures that she has coming up this week. Sister Pillar is asking us to pray for her sisters and also their husbands. Uh, she's got one that's in Vanderbilt Hospital uh, and he has uh, sickle cell. Also, Sister Tamisha Simmons is coming, and she is asking for the prayers of the church uh, on behalf of her family, and specifically on behalf of her mother, uh, who's living in Pennsylvania now, caring for her grandfather. And so she's asking for the prayers of the church that 
uh, she, we can pray for strength for her uh, and that she learns to lean on God. It says, I also am asking God for strength and willpower uh, on my health journey as well. So let's continue to pray for all of those and let's just keep one another in prayer. If ever was a time we need prayer, it's now. <laughs> Let us pray. Heavenly Father, once again, we are so thankful for the message that we have heard. We are thankful, Heavenly Father, that you put that upon your servant's heart. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would help us to take that to heart and keep it within ourselves that we may share it with others. Help us, Heavenly Father, to truly Prove all things, Heavenly Father. Grant us the utterance, Heavenly Father, that we may be able to have the opportunity to share that word with others, that they may come to thee before it is everlasting too late. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for all that you've done for us, but especially that of letting our son die for us, that we may have a right to the tree of life. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the Holy Spirit, for the angels, for all that you've done for us. Your word, the church, we just can't thank you enough, Heavenly Father. We mess up, Heavenly Father, and you just keep on forgiving us because you just love us that much. Father, help us to recognize that and straighten ourselves up, Heavenly Father, that we can truly be that which you would have us to be. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would please forgive us of our sins. Please blot them out of the book of remembrance whereby they may not come up against us in this life or knowing that to come. We pray, Heavenly Father, for those that are sick, those that are dealing with all type of diseases from cancer all the way to the pandemic. We ask that you would please bless us, Heavenly Father. Help us, Heavenly Father, and strengthen us. And if it be thy will, get rid of those things, if it be according to thy will. We ask that you would please bless those that are behind prison walls, those that are in mental institutions. Grant them the things in which you see they stand in need of. We pray, Heavenly Father, for those that have come to make their requests known, those that are having procedures done, those, Heavenly Father, that have been traveling, those that have moved to other places to take care of loved ones, Heavenly Father. We ask that you would just please bless all of them. Forgive us all of our sins, Heavenly Father, and bless all that have come and have made the request known. We ask that you would give them the things in which you see they stand in need of. Bless those that are in the hospitals, Heavenly Father, that are dealing with sickle cell and other diseases, Heavenly Father. We ask that you would please grant them the things in which you see they stand in need of. Bless our nation, Heavenly Father. Bless the leaders, Heavenly Father. Bless the president and the president to come. We ask that you would please bless both of them, Heavenly Father, that they may do that which is right and pleasing in your sight. Amen. Continue to help us, Heavenly Father, as we try to heal as from a divided nation. Help us, Heavenly Father, to come together on those things that would be pleasing in that sight. Help us to share thy word, Heavenly Father, and let us as Christians not forget that it's still our number one mission. Continue to guide us and be with us. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. Restore my spirit, Lord. I need restore. My heart is weary 
Please help me, dear Lord. I stand in need of more strength from your word. Renew my love, rebuild my faith, oh, restore my soul. We want to once again thank Brother McLean for that message that he brought to us this morning. Time keeps going, and so does he. So we want to thank you for that message this morning. As we now focus our minds on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, let us notice page 328. Page 328. Notice the first verse. Let us sing. In the hour of trial, Jesus plead for me, lest by base denial I depart from thee. When thou seest me waver with a look Let us give thanks for the collection that will, be, that will be received. Our Father, which are in heaven, we are so thankful for such a beautiful day, and the Father, that you have allowed us to be able to assemble here to worship in spirit and truth. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the opportunity you allow us to be able to give back a portion which is already yours. We pray, Heavenly Father, we give in the way we'll be pleased except the thee, and it will be used in the way we'll be pleased except the thee, that you will get all praise and honor for it. In Jesus' name we pray this prayer. Amen. Now we've come down to this portion of the service where we remember our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on him dying on the cross for the sins of mankind that through his death and suffering we all may have that right to the tree of life and have a privilege to serve him with the true and living God. The, chapters, the, the book is Matthew, the chapter is 26, and the verse is 26. And as, he, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread. He blessed it. He broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body. And he took the cup, and he gave thanks, and he gave them, and he gave unto them, saying, "Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which was shed for many, for remission of sins." Let us bow in prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, you're such a good God. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your only begotten Son that you sent down the sin cursed earth to die for the sins of mankind. We pray on the Father as we remember uh, the suffering that he, that he went through. And we pray on the Father that we remember the, the beating that he went through. We pray on the Father that we remember the teaching that he taught and the teaching that is still being taught today. We pray on the Father that we be ever mindful and grateful of this deed that was done for the sins of mankind. 
At this time, Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your son's body and his precious blood that was shed on the cross for the sins of mankind. In Jesus' name we pray this prayer. Amen. You now may take of the body and also the blood. If no one has been overlooked, this concludes this part of the service. Morning. For our closing song, let us know it's page 923. Give thanks. That is 923. All found, let us stand and sing. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ, his son. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ, his son, and now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. And now let the sick say, I am whole. Let the bound say, I am free because of what the Lord has done. For us, give thanks, give thanks, give thanks. Let us pray. Oh, righteous Heavenly Father, we come thanking you for this day. Thank you for all the wonderful blessings that you have stored upon us from the earth, earth existing down to this present moment of time. Oh, righteous Heavenly Father, we ask you to go with us and guide us to our destination. Heavenly Father, with no hurt or harm, come to anyone. Father, and bring us back at the appointed time. Most of all, we thank you for the message being taught by our brother. Heavenly Father, I ask you to go with him and continue to build him up, that he continue to stand bold on your word, your will, and your way. Praying for all we're doing, bound to pray for. For we ask this prayer in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen.